Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hello, hello, hello. Great Wednesday morning, everybody. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. I see some familiar faces, but if you, if I'm my face, which has no makeup and is in workout gear today. <laughs> so you just get me raw. <laughs> get me all very natural. Um, if you don't recognize this face, this is Amy Izzo. Uh, I'm a realtor in the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland areas. And um, I'm so excited to be here today. Um, I am working in November on a business planning series for all of you. So today, I'm going to start high level today and walk you through seven steps to building your business plan for 2023, because it is November 2nd. How the heck did we get to November? Where did it go? Where did 2022 go? I'm looking at it off in the distance, (laughs) but folks... You're out of 2022. I know technically it's November 2nd, 2022, but in your business, we are building 2023. We are. That does, oh, Amy, I might still get a few deals for December and you might, but your year is done. We now need to shift our focus right now in November, in early November, to building the 2023 plan so that we don't wake up in February or March of 2023 and not have the closings that we need to um, allow the income to be depositing in our bank account every month, right? This is the time of year where, and I know some of you have heard this before, and if you haven't, you're hearing it for the first time, I'm trust me on this. This is the time of year that agents check out. It's November, it's December, we have a lot of holidays coming up, there's a lot of events going on with families, friends, with schools, Um, plus this market is a little tough right now, isn't it, right? Interest rates are up, sellers are starting to figure out that they can't get that price they hoped for when they put that listing on the market six year, 90 days ago, and they're not excited about lowering the price probably again, right? And so there, it's a struggle in the market. You know, I was doing some math and a $350,000 house in my market at a 3% interest rate was about a $1,300 mortgage payment six or seven months ago. And now that same house with the 7% interest rate, and I know we can buy those down, but this is the math I did. mortgage payment. So affordability is becoming an issue. Now that's not gloom and doom. It just means we have to be real about where we are. And that's some of the conversation I'm having with my sellers. I know you want 350 for the house when really it should probably be 320 right now, 330. And maybe it could have got it last year, but that's because the mortgage payment was $1,000 less than it is today. And so we have we have a smaller buyer pool now because we have an affordability issue. So we've got to get those prices right. So 
We've also got that going on. So because it's a difficult market and it's the typical time of year that agents mm-hmm. unplug from their business, you are going to see some of that. And I don't want you, if you're hearing my voice, to be one of those agents, because those of us that unplug for the next 60 days, wake up in January and go, oh, I got to write a business plan. I got I to get some business. And we don't have business till March because we're always building. I always tell you, we're always building 90 days in the future. That doesn't mean I occasionally don't get somebody on the phone today that lists with me tomorrow and they close next month. Sure, that happens. But we can't bank on that to happen. That cannot be our strategy for business. So we've got to build our business plan now in November. My goal every year is by the end of November, I want my 2023 business plan locked step. So I'm already working it in November, December. Make sense? All right. So I'm going to roll back. I told you I'd give you seven um, kind of core principles of your business planning. And then here's what I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm going to be getting getting everybody a business plan template that you can use. Uh, And if you've got one that you like, you can use mine for reference and kind of put the two together, um, make it your own. And then each week, we're going to dive deeper into some of the things I'm going to cover at a high level today. And if you have questions or there's things that you all want to cover, I want you to drop it in the comments or let me know. So yeah, Hillary, the last quarter is usually your busiest time. That's awesome. And that's because you're working your business all year long. I am quite busy as well this quarter. And I want to keep it that way. So, and you know, that's another mindset too. I I think that sometimes people do get busy this time of year and they stop prospecting for January, February, March. So we don't want to do that either, right? We want to keep doing the daily, weekly, monthly activity, even with the extra busyness of the year, the time of year. And and if if you have a busy business because you've been hitting it all year, yay you, keep focus even with the things coming up and keep doing that. So you go into Q1, the same as Q4, right? Super busy. So part one, first thing, number one, we need to document our vision, our mission, and our core values. And if you've done that before, I want you to revisit it and make sure nothing has changed. What is your vision? Your vision is, why are you in business? right? What is your purpose in business? Why are you in business? And can you make that personal too? Sure, you can do both. Um, Sometimes maybe if you're a new agent, I'm going to talk to you, maybe you just want to be the top agent at your brokerage. Maybe that's your vision right now. And that is a very respectable vision. I hear that from agents a lot. I'd want to be the top agent in my brokerage. Great. That's your vision. Um, if we've been in the biz- in the business a few years, you might want more, you want to might want to run your business and scale with more leverage, right? How can I scale to maintain the level of business I have and grow it with some more leverage, with some help? What's your mission? Once we know the vision, what's our mission? Your mission, guys, is the how. So we want to define how I'm going to do it. So I'm going to go back to the pretty simple, I want to be the top agent at my brokerage. Okay, well, how am I going to do that? What are some of the things I'm going to do? Um, What's my mission? Am I going to learn to lead generate? Am I, If I have leads, am I going to learn to better convert? So I have a higher conversion rate. Am I going to learn um, to better prospect? Do I have some trouble getting to my prospecting every day. I told my team this morning, 
Whatever you've been doing to prospect every day, you need to double up right now because we do have an affordability issue in the marketplace. And that is not anyone's fault. It's just the reality of the situation. So if I was calling 50 people a day, you know, or if I was, um, you know, responding to 50 leads a day, um, I'm going to need to up that. I'm going to need to double that or up that a little bit in, because I'm going to meet some people that want to do business with me, but can't afford it right now. And I'm going to be the one that helps them figure that out. And we'll, and hopefully help be the one that helps them figure out strategies to overcome that. But in the event that I can't, for some reason, I'm going to need other people that can do business with me in my pipeline. So I got to double up my efforts a little bit right now while we're getting through this period of the market. So develop our vision, develop our mission to get there. And then what are your core values? And a lot of times we skip the core values. People go, oh, Amy, I'm honest and I'm into, you know, I'm integral and I know my core values. Why do I have to put that in my in my business plan? Because it remind it, it reminds you of things that it's like standards in your business. It reminds you of things that you're going to accept in your business. So, you know, I'm running my business. Some of my core values might be, I'm running my business with honesty, with integrity. I'm running my business with data, right? So that I can have easy conversations with clients using what's really going on in the marketplace. Some of the things that I said to you earlier in this conversation, the difference at a price point between the mortgage payment at today's interest rate versus yesterday's interest rate, right? To help buyers and sellers understand what's happening, right? And why we need price reductions. That I'm going to run my business with data might be one of your core values. Or I'm not, I'm not going to reduce my commission. It doesn't mean you don't negotiate, but you're not going to be the discount broker, for example, because you have an income level that you want to achieve, right? That should be, if that is your core value, put that in your business plan on that vision, mission, core values page. So that when you're faced with someone wanting you to act like a discount broker, which I'm not knocking them, I know there's a business model for that out there. You know how you want to respond for you. That's what's most important, okay, to help you manage your business. So these are like standards in your in your business. Okay, so that is the first thing that I want you to do in your business planning. Now, the second thing we want to do, and I'm telling you, you want to do it. I'm telling you, it's not going to feel great, but I want you to do what I call the moment of truth, okay? So the moment of truth is this. The moment of truth is, where am I today in my business? So write these questions down. Write down, where am I today? Now, when you go through the three questions I'm going to give you on the where am I today in my business, I want you to do it factually without judgment. You're not judging yourself, okay? So if you need to take a minute to go, and, may, and whether you your results are stellar or not, right? You're not judging yourself. There is no shame. Where am I today? And you need to be honest with yourself because you're only cheating you if you're not. So the number one question under moment of truth, where am I today is how many transactions did I close so far this year? So if you're doing this right now, I want it through November 2nd. I don't care what's pending and hasn't closed for the next 60 days. That'll be bonus. I want to know how many transactions have I closed so far this year? You should know that number. If I ask everybody right now, which I won't, you should all be able to tell me that number. Okay. It's okay if you can't right now, but that's where we want to get to. Then number two question, how much money did I make this year? 
How much money did I make this year? Number two. Number three, what sources of business do my transactions come from? If I closed 30 transactions this year, where'd I get it from? Write it down. Take the time to figure it out. It will teach you so much. Don't assume. Go back, pull it. You know what I do? I pull a list of those transactions and I go, where did that come from? Now, it's in my database now because I manage it that way in my CRM. But back in the day, when I, or if I get a little off because I'm a little, got a little dirty data, right? I just pull a list of transactions and go, where did that come from? Right? Hey, Amy. Yeah. The three questions, where am I today? how much I made and the sources of where my business came from. Where am I I today? Um, Let's see. How many transactions did I close so far this year? Uh How much money did I make this year? Uh And where did my business come from? Okay. Those three. You got it. No, no. Thank you. Thanks for jumping in. I don't always, I'm trying to watch the comments guys, but I'm not always great at that. So jump in if you need to. Okay. Now, so that's the second thing, right? Moment of truth. You got to know where you are today to plan where you're going tomorrow. Also, I want you to stop here and I want you to do a behavior check. I want you to think about all the things that you're doing. And I want you to take an assessment of three things. What should I stop doing? What should I start doing? And what should I continue doing? Maybe a real easy one is maybe you're buying some leads and maybe you're generating leads every month, but you never for a specific source and you never work them. You just never get to them. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it happens. You just never work them. Are you going to stop doing that? Start doing it? Or are you going to stop running? Are you going to stop buying those leads? Are you going to keep buying those leads, but start calling them? Right? Or are you going to continue that same behavior? Probably not going to continue that same behavior if it's costly to you, right? But what are the things? Maybe it's I'm watching too much Netflix, right? Or maybe it's I'm letting too many people interrupt my day, right? What are the things that you're going to stop doing, start doing, and continue doing? Okay, that's super important. Now, the next thing I want you to look at, three, goal setting, Now, next week, I'm going to do high level on goal setting today. Next week, we're going to dive deep into goal setting. That's the whole next Wednesday's power huddle. But for today, here's what I want you to think about for goal setting. What do you want? Don't tell me surface what you want. Tell me what you re or tell yourself what you really want. I ask agents what they want. And they're like, I want to sell a lot of homes. Well, what's a lot of homes? I want to sell, I want to close deals every month. How many? How many closings do you need per month to make the money that you want to make? I'm going to give you some math in a minute. Okay. What do you want? Is there is it an income goal? Is it a freedom goal? Is it a little of both? You know, by the way, you can want to have more time in your day also. While running your business, that can be something that you want. So what do you want? Then why do you want it? Why do you want it? Right? So I'll give you a personal one. I want to competitively ballroom dance. That's what I want to do. I really want to do it. Why do I want to do it? Because I want to see how great I can get. I wanted to dance since I'm 15 and I'm almost 48. So I just you have the best energy for it, Amy. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. And I just started taking lessons in June. 
And I love it so much that I want to compete. Are we going to see you on Dancing with the Stars? I'm not that a would, celebrity, but I wish I yes. was. <laughs> you, oh, that would that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, you I kind of are a that. celebrity in the in the real estate world. You've won a lot of awards that could count. Oh, yeah, you're so sweet, sure. you guys. Maybe oh, EXP should have a like dancing with the stars, you know. Right? Maybe I'll I'm just start we it. know the people that could make it happen. So maybe we should do that. Maybe we'll start it. <laughs> do it. Well, I'm gonna compete next year for sure. I'm training now, so I'm so excited about it. But I didn't imagine that when I started in June, I just really wanted a ballroom dance and be really great. Now I want to compete because I want to see what I can do. Right. So the same thing, what do I want to do with my business? Well, this year with my business, I want to, I want to double my income. Why do I want to do that? Because I doubled my income this year and I want to double my income again next year. And I think I can do one. I think, why do I want it? Cause I think I can do it. And then two, because I just don't want my family to struggle and I want to be able to do whatever I want to do. That includes if I want to ballroom dance five days a week, I want to not have to worry about what that investment of money is, right? I just want to do it. Of course, my husband says you picked a very expensive hobby, sweetheart. I'm like, I know, but I don't care. Like, I love it. I'm not going to adjust my lifestyle for my income, right? I'm going to make the income to support the lifestyle. That's what I want. Then you may be like, Amy, I just want two closings a month so I can go on four, four vacations a year. Great. Why do you want that? Why do you want to go on four vacations a year? Then what are you willing to do to get there? What are you willing to do to get there? And I really just want you to brainstorm in this step three. What do you want? Why do you want it? And what are you willing to do to get there? And then what's your plan? How am I going to get there? Right. And I'll help you create smart goals next week with this stuff. Right. But if you just document some of it is the emotional, right? Like, what do I want? It's, it's not so much emotional. It's just what I want. It's factual. But why do I want it? That's emotional. Just document that and we'll get you to smart goals. Um, we'll get those converted to smart goals. And then here's the most important part of this. What is at stake if you don't achieve your income goal? Look, guys, I decided I'm going to compete next year, which means I got to go to showcases. I got to do a lot of stuff for ballroom dancing. If I don't make my income goals in real estate, I can't do that. You might say, well, 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 yeah, well, well, Amy, uh, you know, just be happy you can pay for the other things. Well, I am, but I want to be able to do this too. So what's at stake for me is that I can't ballroom dance and I really want to ballroom dance. Now let me make that what my what it was for me when I was the first when I was first in real estate. This was about not having to go back to corporate America. If I didn't make my income goal in the beginning of my career, I would have to go back to corporate America, and I didn't want to, and I still don't want to. And then uh, my husband decided to come into the business as an operations manager, right? And here's the thing. All of the bills are on me, on our business, us, but our business, right? So what's at stake is, well, if our business doesn't produce the income that we needed to, we both got to go back to work. Our mortgage might not get paid. Our kids might not have what they need. That's what's at stake. And yes, I want you to write it down because that's what's going to keep you focused on the activities 
that you need to achieve these goals you're going to write. We're not writing goals and then looking back and going, we didn't achieve them. We're writing goals and we're writing a plan that we're going to achieve. That's it. There's no option to not achieve it. You will get there. All right. Whoo! How we doing? We're going to step four. You ready? <laughs> I know I'm running through it, but I'm going to break the steps down in the future weeks. Don't worry. So, okay. So I um, I just want to check the comments really quick. So step four, now it gets serious. Okay. Now step four, we're going to get serious and we're going to jump into um, more of the meat and potatoes of how we're going to get there. So we got our goals written down. Um, now we need to set real specific income goals. Step four, income goals. We need to set real specific income goals. So what is your income goal? So I'm going to use for this call, 250,000. I want to earn $250,000 GCI, right? Hey, and you can say net. You can say net if you want. Yes. So sorry to interrupt you. Um, for the, the income, so my goal starting February, because that's when my anniversary is over, February to February, I, my goal is icon. But I think I have to go based off of units. Only because the average client that I help can vary from 400,000 up to, I think my highest was 1.7 yep. or 1.8. So I don't know what to put for income. Can I just do units? So I do both. Um, okay. I do because I, I track both too, because I like to icon every year. So, okay. so I track both too. So I start with how much money do I want to make? Reality okay. is sometimes I produce more units because I want icon. Okay. So I make I make more money up there, which is okay. 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 Right. So I start with um, what do what I really want to make um, okay. income. So the dollar amount, and then and this is just how I do it. And then I take the my average commission, mine. Okay. So take your your past transactions because here's the thing: history repeats itself. So you could also, by the way, if you're a newer agent, I want to always make sure I hit the newer agents or. You know, a newer would be like under three years in the business, right? If you're a newer agent, you might want to use the average commission in your market, right? So, but if you have been in production a while, like we have just, you might want to use your your actual average commission. That's what I'm doing yeah. now. I've been in the business long enough. I'll use my average commission. Now, if I have a crappy yeah. year or a lazy year, maybe... I don't use my average commission. Maybe I use the market's average commission. That's so, where I'm struggling because of my new coach where we're trying to elevate to the next level of what my minimum baseline is with the client. So I'll just, I don't want to keep everyone else. Oh, so no. just go ahead. I'll figure it You're out. You're trying to increase your production. Mm -hmm. um, and in, well, it's tricky. You'll have to play with it because yes, units are going to be important to make sure you hit icon. But so, but, but making sure then that you're um, also hitting the income that you want is important too, right? So you'll sure. have to play with it to see if I'm trying to do, I don't know if you're trying to do less units to earn more or more units, but you'll earn more. But um, in my market, because I'm in a Midwestern market, I do a lot of units to get to the income that I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on increasing the price point, which is less units, but I still will hit icon, right? Yeah. And that'll increase the income. Did I explain that well? Yeah, that makes total sense. So I'll just, uh, instead of my minimum being 
like 400 because we're looking to elevate that my minimum would be about a 750 i think that would be a good place to to, to start thanks yeah there you go so set your income goal and then i want you to figure out how many homes i'm going to use the word list because it's easier for me to talk about it that way but it could be how many homes do I need to sell? How many homes do I need to sell to make my desired income? So I'm going to use an example because I want you all to know how to calculate this in case you don't. If I want to make $250,000 in income, right? And my average um, commission in the marketplace is $7,000. I'll use that number. Divide $7,000 into $250,000. 250,000 divided by 7,000, that's going to get you 35 homes sold. You need to sell 35 homes with an average commission of 7,000 to make 250,000 GCI. Now, I'm not saying you use those numbers. That's an example. You plug in your numbers from here. Okay. Now, I also want you to put down um, when you're coming up with that, you're you know, on your income goals, some of the things you want to do with that income. Do you want to travel? Is there a hobby? Like I mentioned, ballroom dancing. I also like to travel four times a year, right? So I already know the four places I want to go next year. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to Disney. I want to go somewhere in the Caribbean. I haven't decided where, and I want to go on a cruise. I already know I want to go four places next year because travel and dancing are important to Amy. You may go, that's not important to me. Something else is important to me, right? So, and then any things that you know you need to purchase. I just want you to put that on there too, because I think it's important when we're setting our income goals that um, we know what do we want to do with that money, right? Maybe you want to invest it. Maybe you want to save some of it. Do something fun with it too, though. I'll tell you that. Step five, once we know what we want to earn and how many units, we're going to break it down further, right? So if I need to sell or close 35 homes to make $250,000, right? How many people, how many people's homes do I need to list or how many people need to be pre-approved or a mix, right? Because here's the thing, every home I list isn't going to close. I'd like to think I have a 100% close ratio, but let's be honest, we don't, right? And everybody I pre-approve isn't going to close. Even if they get pre-approved, life happens. So I usually, um, I usually um, use a, oh, what did I use on that? I usually use 20%. Let me do that math really quick and see. I usually assume I'm going to have about 20% fallout. So let's see what I did. 35 minus when she loses her math on the call. So I added, I think that's 25%. So, um, So I said, if I need to sell 35 homes and close them, I need 44 people to either get pre-approved or list with me. I like to use the word list. I want to list 44 homes to close 35 homes. Does that make sense? All right. When we go over goal setting next week, we'll do this with a visual that'll help you. We'll do math together. So, but I want to get you thinking about the numbers in your market first. Then how many appointments do I need to have, do I need to set to list 44 homes? I want you to use a 50% closing ratio if you've been in the business less than three years. 
If you've been in the business less than three years, use 50%. So for purpose of this conversation, if I need 44 people to list with me to sell 35 of them, I need 88 listing appointments, 50% closing ratio. I'm just doubling that 44 saying, I got to go talk to 88 people to get 44 listings to close 35 of them. Now you might go, well, that's crap. My closing ratio is better than 50%. Great. If you've been in the business three to five years, use 60%. If you've been in the business five plus years, use 70%. If you've been in the business over 10 years, use 80%. And just do your plan this way. These are the most common numbers. Let your skill set prove you wrong. If you know your actual closing ratio because you've been tracking it, use yours. But most, many of us aren't tracking it, so we don't know. All right. This, the formula that we're using here is really the conversion rates are really based on sales skills and database conversion. So the better our skills, the more people that we get an appointment with, the more of them are going to convert. And then some of those homes are actually going to sell or close based on not only our skill set, but what's going on in the market and what's going on with those people's lives. So there are variables that we can't control, which is why we need to build or plan to do more and to build more than we plan to close. I hope we all list 44 homes and close 44 homes, right? But the reality is some of those are going to fall apart for whatever reason. Um, the next thing I want you to do is go, well, how many conversations then do I need to have to meet my goal? So if I need to set 88 appointments to get 44 people to list with me, how many people do I have to talk to? Right? How many conversations do I have to have? I would count a conversation in this world as phone and text because a lot of my conversations are text. A lot of people set appointments with me before they ever talk to me on the phone, just through text. Just, that just seems to be the way it's going. And that is not how my career started, but that has been my story the last year and a half, for sure. Lots of text appointments are being set. Um, I use 100 conversations equals one appointment for brand new agents, I would say under three years. Unless we, you've got, you know, you just have this natural skill set. Um, I also, if you've been in the business for a while or you know your skill set is, is better than that, just based on your own performance, 50 conversations. I usually say, if you've been in the business at least five years, 50 conversations usually can get you an appointment because you're good at the conversion. You're good at the, the conversation. Whoo, that was some math right there. All right, we're running up against the clock, but the next two steps, so I gave you the first five steps, right? So we talked about, just to recap, we talked about setting the vision, your vision, mission, and core values. We talked about number two, moment of truth. Where are you today? Your actual data. How many did I close? How much money did I make? Where did I get that business? Checking the behavior. What can I start doing, stop doing, and continue doing, okay? And then goal setting. What do I want? Why do I want it? What am I willing to do to get there? Then how am I going to get there? What are the things I'm going to do? I'm willing to do a lot of things, but what am I actually going to do? What's my decision? Sometimes I'm willing to do more things that I'm actually going to do, right? And what is at stake if I don't achieve my income? Then what are the actual income goals? Dollar goal and number of homes to achieve it, right? And then what do I want to do with that money? I'm going to travel, buy some stuff, 
Oh, do I have any hobbies I want to support? And then in step five, we said, okay, well, we know how many homes we need to sell. So how many appointments do we do we need to go on, right? How many listings slash pre-approvals do we actually have to have to meet our sell goal, right? If I'm selling 35, I got to list 44. I got to go in 88 appointments to list 44, right? Using a 50% close ratio, you can change that to a different close ratio based on what you feel you need. And then how many conversations do I need to have? 50 or 100 conversations, depending on our skill set, equals one new appointment, right? The last two steps are about, I'm going to go into deeper in the coming Wednesdays, but I want to say what they are. Step six is, once I've got that plan, how am I going to track it daily and monthly? It is important to track daily and monthly because here's what most of us do. We write the business plan and then we put it up on the wall somewhere and we go to work and we are heads down and it's March or April. And we're like, oh, how are we doing so far this year? And we might make judgments that we're not doing well when we are or that we're doing better than we think we are because we're doing it based on emotion instead of data. So also we can course correct faster if we're looking at certain things daily. So we're going to talk in the coming weeks about what are we tracking daily and monthly in the goals towards the business plan? How do we do that easily? So it becomes a habit and we can course correct. If I didn't prospect for the last two days and I'm tracking it daily, day three, I better put some prospecting time in because I'm two days behind and that's not going to fuel my plan for the future. And then step seven is, do we have enough lead sources? I will tell you, you need to have minimum of five strong lead sources in place, a minimum. I always talk about the table. A strong table has four strong legs. Saw one off or saw one down a little, you got a wobbly table. And I always like one extra leg just in case I need some extra support, right? So minimum of five. Now, if you've been in the business for a while, you're going to want more than that. I have way more than five right now in my business. But first five years or under in the business, especially, we want it. Or if you don't have five strong resources right now, we want five. Because when SOI is weak, I want my Facebook ads to be helping me, right? When Facebook ads are generating leads, but they're not converting, I want my SOI to be helping me right? So I want to have five places I get business from all the time. So we're going to talk more about what are the five lead sources? They can be what you want them to be, but do you have five? We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks as well. All right. How was this for those of you that hung out and stayed over with me? Was this helpful? Good value? Okay. Very, very much. Thank you so much, Amy, for taking your time to help us. I will recap the seven steps and the questions and I will get it posted when this agent power hello post so that you guys can click on the link. I will get it posted for you. And then we'll have more visuals in the coming weeks. But next week is going to be about diving into those goals. We'll do it visually. I'll have a visual to share on the screen and we'll do the math. So if you bring with you average commission, what your performance was last year to next week's and you come, we'll really work on that together. I'll help you get through that. Okay. Um, And we're going to break the rest of these steps down so that by the end of the month, you have a 2023 business plan locked and loaded, ready to start working December 1 and ready to track. Cool? Amy, if I call you after this, you have a couple minutes or you hop in on another call? If you call me on my cell phone because I have to get in the car. Okay. Is that cool? Um, Can I just tell you what it is? I don't care if everyone has it. Yeah. (laughs) 
seven. I have it already. You have it already? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember. I'm so sorry. No, yeah, just call me by cell phone. I'll talk to you in the car. Okay, bye. Hi, guys. I want you to be successful. Have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.